every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Falkenstein, and I'm here again with Ken. And Ken, how are you doing? You're doing well? Seems like you're keeping busy. Yeah, definitely doing well and and certainly busy. I've missed a a couple weeks here with you, so uh, I'm excited to be back and get to talk about some new stuff with you. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, I know we've got our next Made for Missions country profile, and we did kind of the obvious choice for our first one in China, and we've got another one here, Ethiopia. And I part of it for me with Ethiopia is I've just got a lot of friends that I know who are either serving there or have a heart for that country. And it seems like in the research that I did, there's a lot that God, God is doing there. And of course, you know, we're hopeful that for those who have a heart for, or maybe even just be praying that, you know, God might be leading you to Ethiopia and be involved there, that we might be a help. And I know, Ken, you you told me you have some friends either that are serving there or involved there, don't you? Yeah, I do have some friends that started an orphanage there in Holeta. I'm not sure if that's exactly how you say it, okay. but I think that's right. Yeah. And, you know, they've had They've had just un- unbelievable reports of amazing changed lives and the impact that the ministry has there is phenomenal. And, and I just, I, I always enjoy reading about what's going on there with them. And they've expanded from that point because it's, it seems like it's a great launch pad for other areas that are close by. Yeah, that's right. So many areas that are, you know, in need of people that want to be involved. And probably in those areas, I think I see a lot of people that actually just go plant there. You know, it's not a... Yes. I mean, I know there's a lot of short-term missions that go and visit and things like that. But this is one of those areas where I think that most of the stuff I hear about are people that just actually go there and stay. Yeah, Um, that's right. Maybe for a year or two years, get something started, or and then they continue to go back. But they really plant to, to get things moving. But I think it's interesting, and we'll talk about this today, Ethiopia seems to me, in as we here in our churches about different ministry opportunities, I feel like it's probably one of the least talked about areas, you know, that we, we, when people mm-hmm. say Ethiopia, I don't think they like immediately go like, oh yeah, that's, um, I hear about stuff all the time. Oh, right. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, we hear about things in, in South Africa, we hear about things in and around like Kenya. I think we hear about things, in, you know, uh, further into that 1040 window, right? Especially Asia. That's um, right. That you and I talk about a lot, but uh-huh. it seems like Ethiopia is one of those names where you go like, oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's so, right. That's right. So it'll be interesting. And I, I'll ask you to kind of tell us a little bit about what you've studied and learned about okay. Ethiopia, starting with maybe just tell us about, you know, what 
maybe maybe the country it's 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 history a little bit yeah well i did a little bit of uh research both online and then some of these friends that i know i did a little asking around as well and so obviously you know that ethiopia has a in terms of a brief history of the country has quite a long history including by the way a mention in you know the book of acts right we That's have right. the the uh, what is it the ethiopian Eunuch, eunuch, That's right? Correct. Who was literally just reading parts of part of the scripture, and you know, Philip came along, and uh, before you know it, uh, he's uh, found a little pond, and he was baptized, right? But so, so that at least gives you an idea that there was an Ethiopia even in kind of you know the early sort of you know, in the book of Acts. But you know, uh, people have lived in Ethiopia for thousands of years. Of course, we've got you know. By 100 AD, we've got this kingdom called Axum, and Axum, you know, we uh, see a lot of that in, throughout history of uh, this was a very powerful kingdom. And you're right, because, you know, we hear about, you know, these kingdoms of that time of, you know, again, China and maybe Greece and, you know, of course, Athens and Rome and all of that. But there was a very fl flourishing kingdom there. I mean, Axum, the, this kingdom in Ethiopia traded with Rome, with Arabia, with India. Axum became largely Christian in the fourth century AD. And so we have, you know, we kind of go all the way through the, you know, it, so we've, we've got from the fourth century AD, we find a, a very thriving Christian presence in Ethiopia. And then we get to, you know, the Middle Ages, Ethiopia flourished, the famous church of St. George, which is in Ethiopia, was built in 1200, which then became kind of a, as you mentioned, can kind of ascending church to other parts around the world. And so I was always, I was interested to find out that Ethiopia is one of only two African countries that has never been colonialized by another, you know, European power uh, or another power around the world. I mean, they've always kind of been their own country without any, you know, we have, we have Portugal that has an, an involvement there throughout history, but never actually overthrown or overtaken. And so, yeah. And then we get to, of course, modern Ethiopia and the, you know, by the 1920s, Ethiopia joined the League of Nations. The Italy actually had a, had kind of a thing for, for Ethiopia. And so Italy invaded Ethiopia, but they were able to, you know, they were initially Ethiopia was able to thwart the attacks, I think, eventually because they Italy used things like, you know, poison gas and, you know, they were able to overthrow it briefly. The British came in and liberated Ethiopia again. And so we have in the 1970s communism coming to Ethiopia. But then by the 1990s, the communist re regime in Ethiopia was overthrown. And yeah, today Ethiopia is still a, an overwhelmingly agricultural country and it is poor, but the economy is growing steadily. And we have a population in Ethiopia of about uh, 94 million. So, so yeah, we have quite a history as it relates to Ethiopia, which is always interesting to me. So, so well, I'm surprised that they, at the population, I think that, that yeah. stands out to me. It's huge. And in, in it being an agricultural country, you imagine that there's these 
pockets of large people groups, and then there's these vast expanses of land, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Um, but the but those people group pockets are probably tough because the, the because there is even though there the economy is probably much much better than it was. It's yeah, still that's being right. a poor country when you have these large people groups in small places. You know it it's hurting. It, you know it's a tough place to live. Tough place. Oh to live. right. So hence the you know the need for missions. Obviously, what the need for missions is to share Christ first. Mm-hmm. But there's also these groups that are going there to, you know, support and help feed and help, you know, with medicine and things like that, that, you know, so when we look at the history of missions in Ethiopia, knowing now there's people developing orphanages and medical outreach and food outreach and things like that, Mm -hmm. um, where does this start? I mean, the start has to be with a desire to share Christ first. So tell us, like, when do do you see missions starting to really influence? Well, it was interesting because, again, we mentioned, you know, the Ethiopian eunuch, right? But then certainly by the 4th century AD, this kingdom of Aksum became Christian. And so, again, we've had this very long history of Christianity in Ethiopia. And the the really the first foreign missionaries that came to Ethiopia weren't, was not until... 1557. And so part of what's interesting about that is you go from the 4th century to the 1500s and you see an Ethiopian Christianity that's there. They're building their own churches. Mm. They're, you know, they've got their own activity that's going on. And so that's at least something that is good to notice is that it wasn't that in the 1500s that when these Jesuits first came there, that that was the very first time that they'd heard about Christianity, right? Right. But the Jesuits came in 1557 mainly to serve the, the, the Portuguese community, but the Jesuits were able to add a little bit there. So we've got this patient process of teaching scripture. You know, they were able to eventually convert one of the, the kings of Ethiopia at the time. Catholicism, you know, tried to go there, but it was short-lived. And so the first Protestant missionaries to Ethiopia, a guy by the name of Peter Heiling, sent from the German Lutheran Church in 1633, an outstanding linguist, a Bible teacher, So we see some Bible translation that's happening at this time, you know, so then kind of in those next hundred years or so, we see some other early missions groups, you know, the Swedish evangelical mission, and that's again, some more Germans, Norwegians, the Danish American Lutheran mission. In more recent decades, other Protestant groups have also been involved in Ethiopia, including some Mennonites, the the Baptists have had some Baptist General Conference of America, Southern Baptists. We see in 1919, Dr. Thomas Lambie of the American Presbyterian Mission left Sudan and began medical work there. And, you know, there's a theme in what we see kind of in modern missions, just as you said, Ken, that... You know, when you have a economically poor area, even though they have a, a long history in, in missions, right, you see that the kind of what the needs are, are medical, uh, orphanage, you know, some of these kinds of things. And so one of the organizations in modern times that has probably done the quote unquote best job is a group by the name of SIM, which started in 1927. And uh, we'll get to this here in a minute, but in terms of current needs and opportunities that we'll talk about, there's different regions of Ethiopia. And so the southern part of Ethiopia is where the 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 people who still really need to be reached are are and so this SIM went to this area in the south 
and they they've opened up you know schools and clinics and you know they've they've really seen a lot of growth and so yeah it seems like ethiopia is a real fertile place to do to do ministry yeah and i'm just because i know you have some uh, notes about the this is interesting to me that so this sim group that was there mm-hmm. was kind of thrown out uh, yeah. when Italy invaded, which this is, surprises me, right? Because you'd think that Italy wanted to reintroduce this, you know, Roman Catholicism. Yeah, and right. Get the Catholic Church back in there. And, and rather than even take an attempt at that, they threw the people out that were doing God's work, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But they had an impact, obviously. And, yeah. Uh, people, you, you had said that they left behind believers. That that's right. They had a huge Im- impact there. And then coming back, Later on, there's even more people as a result of having people mm. converted to follow yeah. Christ when they were there. Yeah, so that's, that's right. That's amazing. So, yeah, that really is. Well, I, I do want to hear about the you know what's going on there now, yeah. not just the needs, but things that you know that people are doing now. Obviously, like we talked about, I have friends that have an orphanage there that's thriving, doing great things, and I, I know that that's a need that's being met, and still, obviously, there's probably plenty more, p- plenty more need in that area. Yeah, right? That's right. Um, the families are, are broken and they, you know, they need lots of people to care for these children, but let's take a break. And yeah. then when we get back, we can talk more about the needs of the church now. Sounds great. Hi, I'm Tom Moeller. As a pastor or ministry leader, you know the value of having congregation members excited about God's work, both at home and abroad. Think about having a church full of people who know their place in God's great mission, engaged to reach the world for Jesus. That's a church on fire. Or maybe you're a conference director looking for a dynamic speaker to come in and point people toward fulfilling the great commission in their lives. Mike Falkenstein would love to come and serve your church or conference by making a great speech to attendees on a Sunday morning or for a weekend event, making your event a huge success. Mike has a deep desire to make your job easier. Visit Mike's website at MikeFalkenstein.com and go to the speaking page to find out more about how you can have him come and serve you in this way. Well, thanks for coming back with us here on the Made for Missions podcast. We are talking today about Ethiopia and Mm. the uh, history of Ethiopia we just talked about. And now we're going into kind of the current state of the church and what the needs are there and and kind of where it's at. So, Mike, if you'll continue to tell us, like, where, you know, where is this country sitting in view of Christianity, its impact and, sh- and spreading throughout the country? Because this largely was, even despite all the history of Christian church influence, this was a largely animist area, right? With uh, yeah, the, and that's the, that's a thing we see throughout Africa and South Africa is this strange twist on different religions that kind of all meld together, that's even right. with some weird spiritual voodoo stuff going on. And and, <laughs> and then, right. and, but you hear a lot of Christian lingo in this animist religion. So it is confusing sometimes um, because it sounds right sometimes. And then all of a sudden it's off on a complete tangent. Um, So that country being where it is today, what do you see happening? Yeah. So Christianity in the country of Ethiopia now is divided into several groups. So the largest and oldest group of Christian folks in Ethiopia is a group by the name of the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. And so we could probably spend a whole episode talking about kind of the, the, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, but it is a essentially a Christian church that, because again, it's just so old, right? We see this in the fourth century 
you know, they've got a long history. And so, you know, there were Ethiopian Christians that were around when these ecumenical councils, right, that began to sort of figure out, okay, in terms of books of the Bible, which ones are we going to accept? Which ones are we not going to? And so they were in existence at that time and had a had a, a voice in those things. And so we see in these ecumenical councils, the First Council of uh, Nicaea, the First Council of Constantinople, and the Council of Ephesus, they, this or, Oriental Orthodoxy believes in those, the premises that came out of that. So we've got kind of that as the largest thing. They've got a very long history of kind of their worship style, how they do all of that, their their missions, how that works. Kind of the next Christian group in size, uh, kind of a next in size are the various Protestant congregations, right? Which include about 13, almost 14 million Ethiopians. Ethiopians sorry. The largest Protestant group is something called the Ethiopian Evangelical Church with about 5 million. We have Roman Catholicism, you know, which has been present in, in Ethiopia since the 16th century. And then we, we I, I made note of then two other kind of main things. One being that Ethiopia right now, from what, what I could understand, is currently going undergoing a religious transformation that could be of major significance for the rapidly growing country of 91 million. For centuries, the territory which now constitutes the the Federal Democratic Republic of Ethiopia, which is the technical name for the country, it's divided between Ethiopian, this Orthodox Church, Sunni Muslim zone in the east, and then, as you mentioned, Ken, these animist sort of indigenous faith in the south. And so it seems like in terms of missions work that would still be needed, it's more kind of people that really have a an understanding of how to minister to Muslim people and kind of in this, this southern zone. Fortunately, the indigenous faiths are, are diminishing. And so you've got kind of these Christians and these Muslims, and a lot of these indigenous faith people are, you know, in most cases yielding to Protestant Christianity, which is, you know, which in turn is said to be growing at a brisk rate of about six and a half percent. So, yeah, so we see, you know, again, as I read through this, it was like, boy, this would be a great place to go. You you have some Ethiopian Christians that you could then train and go to the southern part of their own country to reach Muslims and other people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it sure seems like God's at work there. And, you know, there would there would certainly be some opportunity. And you're right, by the way, I go back to what you said originally, that you hear a lot of Western missionaries who just kind of go there and they kind of plant themselves there. Yeah. It sure seems like it's a great place because I've got a friend in high school, for example, her and her husband live in Ethiopia and it just seems like they're in the capital of Ethiopia. They're really thriving there. They've seen, you know, God do a lot of really amazing things and yeah, seems like it'd be a great place to, to do ministry. No doubt about it. It's and it's interesting to note that it, what what you just mentioned about this, you know, the the Muslim influence in the East and the the these other kind of in, the indigenous religions, right, mm-hmm. or these maybe s- small jetties off of Christianity uh, are kind of dissipating, and you've got the Christian influence there, and it seems like that's maybe the trend, right? We're going to see maybe according to the the Bible, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think we can rely on, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Um, but you see this this clash of this Muslim influence versus this Christian influence. And uh, we're seeing that more and more 
everywhere, right? Yeah, and that's, that's a, right. That's a, probably the sign yeah. of sign of the times. So <laughs> interesting that you, we you know we have a lot of work to do. I mean, sometimes uh, we, we we always talk about these countries that where we have these people groups that are unreached still, but there's a lot of people groups that know very well about Christianity, but they're they're having this choice to make, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and we you know we have to have some influence there for sure. Yeah, that's right. That's definitely right. And so that gets us to kind of the final piece, which is just kind of current needs and opportunities. And I've kind of already mentioned that, but I guess I'll just add on to that by saying that, well, I guess I would say a couple of things. Number one, I would say that for the church who might be listening to the podcast, who is not doing any international missions work. Ethiopia, I it seems to me, from everything I can find out about it, is a, an ideal place to, I mean, if you're looking for kind of that first place to go, yeah, you know, it's a great place to go because, again, you have a number of Ethiopian Christians already in this place. You get an opportunity to go overseas and see, you know, how that works, that dynamic of Western missionaries and, you know, local indigenous Christians at work. And again, it's a fairly safe place to be, you know, which is kind of in a first step that might be a good thing to consider. And uh, and there are there's a number of organizations. I think this SIM being principal to to those. I mean, I think they're the ones that are involved the most. I would just say, in terms of current needs and opportunities, just go to SIM.org, and they would get they would be able to give you kind of next steps in terms of opportunities to go and so yeah but along the as we just mentioned along the east where you've got these muslim people and then the south you know you've got a lot of yeah a lot of opportunities to you know to send missionaries to if you're feeling called to go to ethiopia to be involved i mean there are people even with the long history of the christian church we do see that there's yeah when you have animist groups and Muslim groups, yeah, that's that's where you want to go to, you know, to bring the gospel. So, yeah, it seems like there's some some great opportunities, and that would kind of be my kind of my my ending thoughts as we end this episode is that I think there's certainly a lot of opportunity there, and for those who might be interested, just get in touch with SIM uh, via their website, which I'll put their their information on the, the notes to the podcast, and you know, this country profile hopefully will help some of you if you're interested in, in being involved in Ethiopia, and God might be calling you. There certainly is a lot of opportunity, so... Absolutely. And then I would say also, we, as we know, other missionaries and missions groups that are there, you know, maybe through Twitter, we can connect yeah. people to them as well, because there's That's right. definitely a lot of stuff going on. And then as I mentioned that, you know, I'd say certainly those of you who aren't already following, uh, you can follow Mike at, yeah. at Missions Mike mm-hmm. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check out his website, which, of course, through Twitter, you'll find plenty of references and links to get back to the website. But That's right. Mike, MikeFalkenstein.com is the website, and at Missions Mike on Twitter and then on Facebook you are Missions Mike too, right? Yeah, that's uh, right. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny there was already Missions Mike there, but yeah. <laughs> and he's doing great things. Yeah, that's right. We he don't is. know. We actually yeah, I'm sure he yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm on Twitter at well, uh, Ken Watmore, mm. just the words what and more put together in the middle and on Facebook under the same. So, thank you very much for listening to us today and Mike, mm. thanks for sharing all yeah. this information about yeah, Ethiopia. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I hope this will help some folks uh uh, find uh, some neat opportunities to be involved. Absolutely. And then talk to us. Talk to us on Twitter. We'll yeah, we'd love to have you guys join us. And yeah, 
Thanks for joining us for this latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast.